0: Hello, everybody, welcome to Conversations and Coffee. Today I'm joined with Paul Stenson. Hello, Paul. Thank you how so much you? for coming on.
1: You're very well, thank you. Thank, thank, you. thank, you, thank you very much. We're coffee. here yeah. in
0: the Charleville Lodge in Fibsra, which is also home to the White Mills Cafe.
1: The award winning, multi award winning
0: White Cafe. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'd like to kind of know the story, kind of a little bit more about you, but obviously at the same time, how you ended up, you know, in the Charleville Lodge and how you ended up. Creating the White Moose Cafe, which is obviously massively successful, but this didn't just happen overnight.
1: I am not in a mental institution. Uh, How how I ended up here? Well, this is my parents' business. My mum and dad bought it in 1994 um, when I would have been 14 back then. And um, I hadn't a clue what to do. I still don't have a clue what to do. Um, But I suppose deep down, there was always a fire burning in my belly, to become, you know, a TV presenter or work in TV or radio or in performance. I I think I'm a I'm a born performer. I'm a I'm an entertainer, and uh, I went for the route of security back. In school and, and in college because mum and dad had this fantastic hotel and I knew there was security in the hotel You know for the rest of my life if I did Work in it, you know, I'd have a stable future when I get married To a blonde with long legs and have my two and a half kids of course that never happened because uh, I Decided to be gay uh, When I was about 24 um, No, that's not true. I was always gay. I just didn't I never, I never had the strength to, to, to come out until I was about 24 but um, yeah, I, I, I went for the path of security. I did hotel management in the Shannon College of Hotel Management. I spent four years there perpetually drunk. Um, <laughs> I lived in Switzerland for the second year of of, um, of my Shannon College hotel training. My fourth year I worked in the Marion Five Star Hotel. I got fired from it uh, because I came in drunk one morning at half five in the morning and uh, was serving some American guests. and. The coffee was too cold, and the buffet wasn't hot enough, and I just decided, because I was so pissed drunk still at half five in the morning, yeah, fuck this, I'm not doing this anymore. I went down to the locker room, took off my suit, threw my pager on the ground, and pissed off then down to Grafton Street, to the beauties on Grafton Street, and had, had my own full Irish breakfast, and didn't complain about how hot or cold the coffee and the the, mm-hmm. the, the, the food was. I took a bus the 46A out to RTE, pissed. Alcohol still, you know, running through my blood, and I, like a drunk lunatic, went up to the desk and said, "Look, can I speak to somebody about becoming a TV presenter?" Because I had the courage, I had the Dutch courage, and the receptionist kind of looked at me over her glasses. "Hey, uh, well, sure, don't come in until nine o'clock. You know, you're okay, kind of thing." You know, and I said, Well, I'll wait." So I went into the um, to the the canteen there. And I remember it because the World Cup was on, this was two thousand and one would it have been? Or maybe two thousand and two, whatever year, I think England were playing Argentina um in the in the World Cup. And uh I sat there in the in the canteen and then nine o'clock came, so I went back and the lady again looking at me over the glasses, Okay, uh just pick up the phone over there and dial whatever the hell the number was to speak to somebody in TV programs. So I went over, there was a phone on the wall, dialed the number, and I said, hello, my name is Paul Stenson, I want to be a TV presenter. Have you any jobs?
0: You
1: know, <laughs> and uh, kind of rustling of the phone, like, hang on, yeah, kind of, okay, and then, hello? The, the head of TV programs, Yeah, wh- who's this? Paul Stenson, I, I'm looking to become a TV presenter. <laughs> hang on, hang on, I'll be down to you in a minute. And the TED of TV programs came down. And he said, I'll give you five minutes. We go to the concourse and just tell me what you, what you, what you have to say. So I uh, staggered along behind him, still pissed as a fart, and sat down in, in the concourse with him. And about 40 minutes later, um, he said, Paul, there's two ways of getting into TV programs. The first is by going and doing journalism in college. And by actually getting a qualification in this field or the second way of doing it is by doing exactly what you're doing now. And I kind of felt, you know, warm inside. I thought, you know, this guy kind of likes me. He said, Paul, what I want you to do is I want you to go home and I want you to make a video of you doing whatever you do best. Whether that's current affairs, comedy, whatever the hell it is. And send it in to me without delay. And I shook the hand, his hand, and off I went, and got back onto the forty-six A to go back into town, and then I switched my phone back on, and all of a sudden the text messages came in, alerting me to the fact that I had a voicemail, and then another voicemail, and then another voicemail, and then another, vo- and I listened to all these voicemails from the HR department in the hotel, St. Paul. Are you okay? Did you fall? We're all frantically running around looking for you, and then it all dawned on me, and the the hangover kicked in and the drink left my system and I was like in the deepest depths of depression and I I, I, I got home and I just hid in my bed and then my mum came back in and I could hear the phone ring in the house and I was like yeah, okay I was hiding away and I heard a conversation that went something like hello? No no Paul's at work He's not there He left Oh okay hang on I'll just check So she was on her way up to my room to, to see if I was in bed and she came into the room and I was like No 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 hang, hang up hang up I'm not I'm here, hang up. I'm not here. I, you know this type of thing And she was so confused like she was like What the fuck is going on here at all And uh, she, she handed me the phone because, like you know, she felt obliged. To. Somebody was looking to speak to me, so uh, anyway, I was fired from the Marion Hotel for that episode, and they, of course, had to inform my college because remember I was in fourth year placement here. I was representing the Shannon College of Hotel Management, so the HR department contacted uh, the college and informed them, and then the college were on to me. They wanted to bring me down to see what happened, and then I ended up getting suspended for the year. Uh, nearly expelled but suspended for a year from the college which meant I wouldn't be graduating with my best friends that I had spent the past three years with in Switzerland and and drunk in the Shannonites pub in Shannon for kind of the whole year Um, (laughs) and uh, that was that really hit me hard and then I pleaded with the college I pleaded with them my dad got involved. I I had to write to the write an appeal to the subcommittee of the board. All this kind of, and I ended up having a meeting with the the head of the subcommittee, and it was all very kind of official. And anyway, they end, ended up reinstating me. I was going to, uh, I was going to now graduate again with with my because I got a job back in the Mary and I, I was putting in a switchboard operator away from human contact. Uh, but the college said, right, you can graduate with your friends, and then. <laughs> Just towards the end of the year, just before graduation, I had to submit a thesis, and uh, I had, I, like, I leave things to the last minute, I wrote my thesis over the weekend, and I did about 12,000 words between kind of midnight and 6am in the morning, and I was going to go down to the thesis centre at 8am, get it bound, and drive down to Shannon with it. Uh, to submit it for the deadline of 1 p.m. or whatever it was that day. That morning at about 6 a.m., I had nearly had finished, about a thousand words to go, but I had a lot of windows open that I didn't need, right? I was copying and pasting stuff from here, there, and everywhere. So I said, look, that document, no, close. Do you want to save? No. That document closed. Do you want to save? No. That document closed. And I just closed and, closed and closed and closed and closed and closed. And then, of course, I got to the actual document, my thesis. Do you want to save? No. I lost my whole book on thesis meaning I couldn't graduate anyway because I couldn't submit my thesis for the deadline. That's is crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. I it was like I was so proud to have this because my thesis was called the hotel is a theatre and its workers are like actors on a stage which is very much the case any hospitality business it is like a theatre you know you have the general manager who's the director you have the workers who are the actors you have the audience who are the customers you have the training which is the rehearsal you have the audition which is the interview you know it is all and, 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 and that's what I based my thesis on it's all an act you have to smile when you're feeling shitty inside um, and that's what I did my thesis, and I was so proud that I had it done it was a really good thesis I lost a whole lot but it, it's the automaticity if you like of s- save Alright, close, yes,
0: save, no, close, yes, save, no, closed and then gone. I know what you were doing though, I think by just listening to it, you were just trying to, you were coming to the end of it, so you were just trying to clear, clear all this crap, desktop. so you could just kind of focus on the one exactly. document, because I find like when you've got 10 apps open on your phone, like, and you're not really concentrating on the one yeah. you're on because yeah. you've got 10 more open, yeah. you were doing that, but yeah. then the one you closed down, look, and that's, but one. I think what's one thing about it, Paul, is that yes it closed down, it mm. didn't save, you didn't hand it in, mm. so on, you didn't drive down to Shannon mm. but you produced it, mm. it came from your head and mm. it was your idea and that will kind of never leave because that's the creative side in you that you in that very short period of time were able to come up with it mm. yes it didn't save and yes you didn't mm. produce it but it came from here mm. and that's something you'll always mm. kind of have.
1: And I also had a year to do the, the next thesis for to submit mm. a whole year later so it was a far it superior... It wasn't meant to be. No.
0: You know that one of those moments where you're like, if it's meant to be, it won't pass yeah, you by. There was something that, not know. making me graduate
1: that year. It was like, I got fired and then I, my thesis. Or
0: but when we talk about that then, if that had have happened, would mm. we have a White Moose Cafe now?
1: You don't know. You don't know.
0: And when we talk about that, how did this begin then?
1: How did the White Moose begin? Yeah. So it was a... Uh, the White Moose is the love child of my partner Jason and I. Um, when I started here in 2003, it was a 30 bedroom guest house, and the, caf- the, the, the cafe today was just a gloomy, boring, dull breakfast room with kind of pink and burgundy napkins and horrible uh, green te- placemats, and just, oh, it was just Annoying dreadful. <laughs> flowery curtains, and it was just off outdated uh, kind of, that's all. Well, even in 1990 it was outdated, you know. Right, okay. <laughs> so, we we, 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 Jason and I came together um, when we got together. We are together five years in January. And we had an idea that, you know, the, the, the breakfast room was sitting idle after 9.30 when breakfast finished. It was sitting idle all day. It was not a revenue generating space. And we came up with the idea of, creating a cafe because we're right beside the new Technological College, the CUD Technological University Dublin, Grange-Gorman campus where there were supposed to be 20,000 students in 2017, it hasn't happened yet now it, it'll probably be another year or two, but 20,000 students right beside us is there's an opportunity there to, to have mm-hmm. something so we we opened the cafe and uh, yeah uh, it's gone from strength to strength um, it's worldwide now. Well it is, but largely due to to, to social media.
0: And your involvement there, because mm. you've obviously used your, your kind of communication Madness. skills and your comedic type, mm. you know, attraction. Like people aren't tuning in sometimes to see what picture of the food or the breakfast or the lunch. They're tuning in to kind of see your bits of fun, because that's what it is. Mm. It's a sense of humour and, ca- and a cafe, by the looks of it. Mm. and then you know, I think as well, when you say how close you are to the new college, you've got the train station here. You know, you're right beside Phibsborough Village. You have the Phoenix Park just here. Like, I hadn't came here because I thought it was so far away for some reason, which is crazy because as soon as I came to the criminal justice courts, it's a stone throw. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I feel... Some people don't go to places because oh that's out of the way and on a Sunday morning they wake up or a Saturday morning they might be hungover and they want a sandwich or they want a bit Mm. of lunch and they don't want to trek far Mm. but like this place is like a super dog friendly place, you've got three dogs yourself Mm. Um, and that's more of an attraction for me to take a walk and bring my dog with me and you know and not come hungover, come More fresh, fresh and in yeah, another you know yeah. way, and yeah. I think that's what you're attracting here. And 100%. we were just standing here setting up the tripod to do the podcast episode, and it was just—I'm not just saying that, I don't need to just say it. There was no, numerous people walking by, just staring in, mm. because it is the child of the lodge mm. with an extension of the White Moose Cafe. Mm.
1: Well, the people who like—I mean, I can stand there at that window and look out, and it's actually quite entertaining watching the people walk by because you can tell the lovers from the haters. You know, um,
0: <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Know, there,
1: there are people who walk by and they look at the, the signage we the have. The signage you have is amazing, and uh, it's very well. Some of them turn up their turn their noses up to it, and others laugh their heads off at it.
0: And Can you explain uh, some of the signage? You know the ones you've got down the bottom.
1: Yeah. What, what kind of slogans have you went for there? So, uh, they're the, so the ones on the screen, the terror screen. So the first one is, uh, some vegan started all this, but we've never met her before. Right? Right? That's <laughs> the first one. The second one is, oh, you're gluten intolerant. Can we see your doctor's note, please? Uh, the third one is, uh, BYOB, bring your own boob. Uh, breast corkage fee of uh, uh, five euro applies to one breast or 750 for two Uh, I mean you can't be bringing your own milk can we have perfectly good milk here Uh, then the last one is blogger free since 2018 so I suppose it it's a nod to all of the the various events that have happened in in the past
0: yeah and it's really good It's uh, they can be controversial events but I think if you have a sense of humour and you understand just witty crack you'll get it and you'll understand and have a laugh and it also having that on the signage outside the front before people even come in is giving people a taste of what this really is 100% it's just really a cafe cut all the crap it's a bit of laugh and all your staff are kind like I seen that you put up a video you shared it I'd never see a company doing this I'd never see a cafe restaurant anybody in the hospitality business doing this one of your workers was like giving somebody a coffee and the milk Fell. On the man, it was right? very funny, yeah. But you shared it. Of course it And is. you were shaming her as in like, you know, we've caught you on camera. In a nice way. And it was hilarious because yeah. she then looks and the first thing she's thinking, Oh my God, like, you know, yeah. I could be sacked here or I'm yeah. after making yeah. a mistake. Yeah. Whereas you guys are all getting a laugh out of it and yeah, going, yeah. we were here to watch you mess up. And yeah. it's, it's just a bit of fun, you know? And I'm, I'm noticing that, that it seems like when you go into a place and you just want your breakfast or you want your lunch and you're having a cup of coffee, when a place is very volatile and serious, you're ready to just get your cup of coffee and, and leave. Mm. When a place is warm and nice and filled with kind staff and other kind people sitting around, you don't want to leave. Yeah.
1: And that's, I guess, by the way, what I did with Amy when she spilt the milk, there was no, like, it was just, it was a bit of fun. It's like what you'd, you know the way you'd, you know do something silly. Bloopers. Yeah bloopers and you'd share it in a whatsapp group and you'd all have a great I just share it publicly you know because
0: it's it's a hundred thousand people. Yeah and she <laughs> found it <laughs> hilariously funny you no, know, I thought it I w- really If good. she
1: didn't want that shared... You wouldn't have wouldn't put it, have it up. Shared. And I
0: know you wouldn't have, because no. I'm, I'm guessing, you know, there's probably numerous things happen here a day and you probably don't put half them up, you know. Oh, no, i will put about 98% of it.
1: No, I will respect somebody if they don't want something shared. Absolutely, like yeah. There are staff here, we have 26 staff here, and some of them you just won't see on social media, because they're not happy to be on it, and I, I will respect their wishes. I won't, like there's one night porter, I wouldn't put them near the the Instagram, whereas Chris is on it nearly you know mm-hmm. twenty three hours. So you, day.
0: you're aware there's a barrier, there's a line, and hundred percent, yeah. You respect people's limits, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I suppose next question I'd like to go to them is obviously mm. we know the White Moose Cafe now, mm. um, it's hugely successful, but it didn't just happen overnight. And obviously you're saying yourself and your partner came up with the idea, mm. and then it stemmed from mm. a space that was empty for half mm. the day or mm. you know three quarters of the day wasted, mm. but. What are your plans, kind of, going forward for the White Moose? Can you imagine a second shop, or can you imagine multiple cafes? So, the White Moose was not always a
1: success. When we opened it at first, uh, the first year we lost 60 grand. And, you know, there were days where midweek you might make 80 euro a day, and a busy Saturday was 600 euro. Now, you're talking five figures every day, and... uh, like Saturday and Sunday are you know we're we're making a lot of money on and Saturdays you're very that
0: you know you've got to go through the challenges the yeah. hurdles and yeah the moments where you could have potentially packed it all in we could have but but you didn't
1: no and uh, the reason it, it went from losing 60 grand to now making quite a bit of money is is down to social media um with the Charleville Lodge which is my parents hotel in the recession we were we were in deep shit you know and we, we were lucky we didn't lose this place and my my family have had to put a lot of their personal money into the hotel to keep it afloat um, because back in the recession I don't know if you remember but there were hotels in Balls Bridge where rooms were being sold let's say in 2010 there was rooms being sold for €20.10 you know, I mean, how can a small place like this co- compete with that kind of, lu- lu- you know, ludicrous uh, rate uh, structure? So uh, we had to compete with that, and anyway, we got through it. But we had to cons- we had consultations with branding consultants as to what, you know, we could do to be different and get more customers in. And I'll never forget having a meeting with one guy, and he was from this really, you know high-end branding company and he said right what you can do is you can become a love nest so a knocking shop basically where you know it's all, all the rooms are red and you know it's all about intimacy and privacy and, and all that you can be uh, a hotel that aims solely at like sales reps with you know super powered showers really high powered Wi-Fi, copies of FHM on the, on, the, on, the, on the you know the bedside locker Um, Playstations and all this kind of stuff. Or you can become an all-gay hotel, you know, and we decided not to go with any of those. I decided to use, I guess, the entertainer inside me as a way to make a name for ourselves. So the Charleville Lodge came right up, back up and up and up and up because I was... Fool acting on Facebook.
0: Kind of a, on the front of it, like, yeah. you know. Uh-uh. Nearly people were tuning in, not for the Charlville Lodge.
1: For the entertainment. For the value. entertainment.
0: What's going to happen next? What's his next shenanigan yeah. he's going to get up to?
1: And of course, the bedrooms were full after that. And, yeah. you know. But
0: there's an element too, though, if I wake up in the Charlville Lodge, if I'm a tourist or not, mm-hmm. if I'm living in Dublin, but I just want to escape for a night and just relax and get mm-hmm. away from, you know, my nine to five and I take a day off work, come in here, sleep, wake up the next morning, I wake up in the White Moose Cafe yeah I don't need to go trekking down the road or even though that wouldn't be a problem but it is the case in most hotels mm. you know you will get breakfast you you'll get but it's not the quality of the the white moose cafe I well, mean you're this, bringing something different to the table here
1: this is very different it's like I mean we have followers all over the world who flock to this place like it's a shrine it's like something in Lourdes or knock you know we've pilgrims coming from all over the world to be here because we put out effectively a reality TV show every day on our instagram or, or or because of my posts on facebook um it's like a fun house it's like a, the the bed the, the guest information directories in the rooms there it's I put in a bit of comedy into those the the menus downstairs the signage you'll see all around the place it's the whole business is it, it's 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 a venue it's like an entertainment venue where you just it's not your average Place,
0: it's I think that makes people feel comfortable, though. When there's a seriousness about a place, people feel uncomfortable. I, I, it, well, yeah.
1: When there's a stuffiness mm. to it, it's, it's not good. But
0: it's when you come in and you're like the owner or director or general manager or staff are all just up for a bit of crack and just yeah. come on in and yeah. make yourself comfortable, you will feel comfortable. Absolutely. And you'll just magnet to it. But and you'll have a laugh, that's, that's it. That's all it is. But I'd also like to hear kind of a little bit more about you because... I'm very interested to hear the fact that you know, it took you to come into your shift at half five in the morning and be absolutely placid drunk and end up in RTE, <laughs> but what got you to there and what got you from there? So what got you to ending up showing up to shifts pissed drunk and then what got you to never drinking again or taking a sip from a, a drink? Well I have an addictive personality
1: um, but that's in everything I do so it can be channeled to good use as well so I'm now in the gym three times a week so I'm addicted to going to the gym Um I'm eating I'm using my fitness pal every day I'm addicted to that now so being an addictive somebody who has an addictive personality isn't always a bad thing um, but I spent 15 years of my life drinking heavily and well like as I said to you my four years in college where I spent perpetually drunk. Um, I, I don't like to put to use the label alcoholic because I just don't like labels like that. I I have a drink problem. Um, when I start I can't stop. Um, I was off drink two two years and ten months until May then I was hit with a bit of bad news which which made me drink again so I relapsed there but I'm clean since the 19th of of August and I just feel amazing now again what I was doing towards the end of the two year and 10 month period where I was off drink was I was smoking weed I was trying to find a release so I'd smoke weed and then try to justify to myself well look I'm not drinking so it's okay to but in in reality substituting one Uh, Substance for another is is not a a long-term strategy. So now I'm clean of everything and I'm so so clear In my head and I'm just happy again, but If I could go back to the Incident where I walked out of the, I mean it was all because of the drink, it was all because of the drink You know Um, I'm in a better place now though
0: Mm -hmm. But like when you think of kind of we talk back to your younger years and mm. we talk back like kind of college and the sessioning and going out and kind of with our friends and stuff like that is that where it began or is it kind of something like you just took us up a drink and we're like I like this and um
1: well the, the, there's different ways of looking at it one could say that I w- I was using Med, I was using drink to medicate myself because mm-hmm. t- I'm quite a shy person I'm extremely shy um in groups and some people might look at me on Instagram and think wow he's so outgoing he's an extrovert I'm 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 a, I'm I'm a chronic introvert actually I I'm I'm very very shy when it comes to uh social occasions um you could if you wanted to look deeper into that, you could say that it stems from my adoption. I was adopted at birth and um, I you know never really had a sense of identity and walking down Grafton Street or being in any social occasion, I Don't know if somebody on that double-decker bus when I'm standing at the bus stop on, on the on the top level looking down at me i don't know if that's my my birth sister or my birth cousin or my birth auntie or uncle and this kind of social anxiety could stem from that um and were you masking that with alcohol then well uh, that's a theory i mean i think an alcoholic is an al- or somebody who has a drink good problem point, just good point. has i think that's it's like
0: you're saying with the addictive personality you know we can say it's because of this or because of that but yeah so the gay thing as well was was an issue
1: for me and and I guess you know my parents would be quite conservative, and I think that if they had a choice, if if they were if they had the choice of me being gay or straight, they probably would have always wanted me to be straight, and have the long-legged, long-legged, blonde wife with two and a half kids living in D four, you know, driving a Mercedes E class. But that's not you. And smoking a cigar
0: while wearing a smoking yeah. jacket. That would suit Sipping you too, though. I'm going to be honest. That, after dinner. It would suit you, a but... Velvet smoking jacket. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't know. It's not you. It's not. and no, it's am just I am. You're an entertainer, and you're definitely very funny, and you definitely have this, you know, quirky side to you where, yes, you're saying you're shy in social outings and around mm. other people. Mm. What people see on Instagram is misleading, because they think you're this outgoing, really out there person. But... Yes, you are, but that's when you're in character, performance mode. Do you know what I mean? But mm. well, when I came up and you were outside, you immediately just came across as a real quiet guy. You're very warm, very welcoming. Come on in, but you weren't. Not, you're not going to be like, hi, you know, out there on your Ross. Yep. Welcome to Charles the Lodge. Follow me. <laughs> do you I like think, the building. Then I think I'm in Disneyland. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, so that's not the case.
1: It's, it's that's disingenuous. Mm-hmm. And it's fake. It's not,
0: or it's not the real you.
1: Yeah. No. When people arrive here. Guests arrive here. You know, followers or fans or whatever the hell you want to call them will come up to me in real life and say, "Geez, you're very quiet in real life." You know. <laughs> you know. And, 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 and I am.
0: That's exactly how they say it. Yeah, well.
1: yeah, yeah, that's exactly how they say it. Um, and maybe they're disappointed in me not being. Mm. Th- maybe they are.
0: Maybe they're. I don't know, maybe they're, they prefer it. I wasn't disappointed, this. but I, I, I know where you're coming from. I mean, we're human. You're not going to mm. be a robot and go on like that all the time. I mm. mean, yes, it's entertaining and people are tuning in, but when you're in front of somebody face-to-face, you're more intimate. You, you want to have a real conversation with them. Yeah. Let me Tell me about yourself and I'll tell you a bit about myself. Yeah. I'm not going to have a conversation with that's personal and be like, Hi, ah, scream. Well, it's a matter of perception and it's a matter, I agree, I agree.
1: And, and it's a matter of uh, how you are as a person. Like, a lot of, I mean, there's always a small minority of miserable people who will, you know, or haters or whatever way you want to put them, that will, will, will see a negative side to what I do and give out about it in some shape or form. Um, that's usually down to their own begrudgery because, you know, Ireland is a nation of jealous, begrudgers who they don't like when others do well they try their best to bring them down so I have an army of haters there as well as lovers and not, not all of your followers are, are are fans by the way I saw a great meme on that before where you know you have a zebra running and a lion, ch- lion chasing after it wanting to eat it and the caption not all of your followers are fan- are fans and I think that's, that's very true um, but people who criticise me or Jason or, or The White Moose, uh, I actually like them being there because bad news travels faster than, than good news. So people who give out about The White Moose are actually spreading the word about our company quicker than those who, who have only good things to say. So I value haters just as much as I value lovers
0: you know what I mean 100% and it makes so much more sense which makes them hate us
1: even more which makes us even (laughs) do better
0: you know I think one thing I'd like to ask you on that though is because they're like you're probably the fourth person that said on this podcast in four different episodes about Irish people and a certain sticking around this and that Mm. not everybody but there is a certain minority like you said that they like to see you do well and they'll back you all the way oh Mm. keep going and they'll push and push and push Mm. but the second you surpass them or do a little bit better than them or you're on your journey and they are out of the loop and you're flying without them it's like get back down here come here for a second where are you after and I wanted to ask you what do you think that is because you go to certain countries and they're the total opposite or you go to you know a different place or a different county or a different Mm. state why do you think it is that way don't know what is it it it, like the Celtic Tiger everyone had everything and then when that passed it's like shut your blinds and you know everybody what i have is mine and go away yeah, i don't know
1: what it comes from i, know, I it know it exists but like what it is if you if i buy it go ahead and buy a porsche now right tomorrow a 911 turbo and i drive through Filsworth, people will look at me and say look oh, at that fucking wanker over in london if i drive a 911 turbo porsche through mayfair somebody will say now what does he do that i can how can i be more like him to be able to afford that and that's that's Irish people to a T. That's that's the way we are. I, I I don't know where it comes from. Haven't even really thought about it that much, but it's it's very much the case. And um, it's a sad state of affairs, really. Mm-hmm. That that's how we are as as a country.
0: It's like, what's that saying? We work in jobs we don't like to earn money to spend it. On things we can't afford to impress people we don't even like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, a, I've that's heard a this. I read it, good and it's of, so yeah. true because you see people, and you know, they dr- they drive that car, yeah. but you're like, it's a beautiful car, but you know, yeah. yes, it's a lovely car, but the person behind the wheel could be driving it by somebody just to let them see, look at me, I'm doing this, I'm yeah. doing that, or look at me, I just bought this house or whatever, but they're actually just trying to get another dig back at somebody they might like or mm. get one up on them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just crazy because if you're doing something for somebody else, like, what's the point? Yeah. Like, I mean, buying yeah. that car and being proud driving and being happy getting into it and this mm-hmm. and that. But if you're worried about people around you and trying to impress them, or, you know, I think you're doing it for the wrong thing, you know? I think you've hit the nail on the head saying there is some people out there that just genuinely like to see other people do well.
1: Like, like when you have a, a cafe like ours, interviewing staff is extremely difficult because so. you you have people who, like you've just said, Ross, are coming here to, 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 be, to become famous. And that has happened before. We even, we've, we've actually taken on one or two staff who are in here, you know, and they're on their first day. And, uh, you know, they should be waiting tables and taking orders and cleaning tables. And instead, they might have three tables waiting to order. and They'll be up at the coffee dock with someone saying, selfie? know and we're like no actually this is actually a job it's you you this will a be you know and it is a, it is a business
0: like no uh, other but in the background it's just got it's got its own page but I know what you mean like they just wanted to be a part of that mm. they didn't want to be a part of the service and the mm. quality mm. that was being delivered because you didn't hire them for that you hired them to just do what you want done and mm. that's when you know then as well that like obviously that comes with being successful that people want to be just a part of that success and be able to just attach their name to your brand and the business. But I'm sure you're well educated at that now. I'm sure you can kind of nearly see it coming. 100%. You know, and I'd say the interview process is really hard, but I, would, I wouldn't say it'd be that hard for you. you know, I'd uh, say the
1: interview process for me is very easy because I can always tell within 30 seconds of seeing somebody whether they'll work or not. Always. If like, somebody walked in that door, within 30 seconds I'll know whether they'll work or not. And I think following your gut is extremely important. Oh, you
0: know, you just feel like it's like, I find even with people, like you could speak to them for 10 minutes and then Mm. you just know. I can't do another 10 minutes here because I know what their agenda is. And you can nearly read them like a book. It has to be, it takes kind of being messed about and it takes kind of being screwed over and, Mm. like it's like what they say when you put your hand out and someone's like, you're not gonna put your hand out again to be slapped. Mm. You know, you kind of just learn from your mistake. I'm so happy that I got to come to the White Moose Cafe and the Charlville Lodge and I'll yeah. be here this weekend Yeah. Um. I'm going to bring my dog along because it's a super dog friendly place well, which I didn't know and yeah like we
1: have the doggy park out front but your dog is welcome in the cafe thank you on the terrace
0: up here wherever the hell you want we'll put him next time here for the podcast Absolutely. alongside You're your three dogs uh, yeah. <laughs> that'd be nice oh yeah. no, Paul thank you so much okay. and uh, well, look, I can't wait to hear pleasure having you here day, so. okay thank, thank, thank you very much Ross okay cheers cheers, cheers.